Good evening, I'm Darcy. Welcome to Real Bites, the podcast where we discuss filmmaking and classic films in bite-sized episodes. This week's topic is the 1940 film The Devil Bat, directed by Gene Yarbrough and starring Bella Lugosi, Suzanne Caron, Dave O'Brien, and Guy Usher. Stay tuned to hear about evil bats, evil aftershave, and Japanese taxidermy. I'll give a short summary since this is quite an obscure film. So the film starts off with Dr. Paul Carruthers experimenting on a bat with electricity. He's a chemist who works for a fragrance company. However, Carruthers refused to share in the company, opting for cash up front, and he now resents the businessmen he works for because they make massive profits off his work. He has a friendly relationship with Heath and Morton, the owners and their families, which means he's liked by everyone who knows him. When Heath's son is sent to bring Carruthers a bonus check, the doctor encourages him to sample a new aftershave lotion he has developed. Unknown to the others, the lotion attracts the giant murderous bat, which is the bat Carruthers trained to hate the lotion. So Heath's son is killed by the creature. A newspaper reporter and a photographer investigate the case. Carruthers gives some more people the cologne, and four more people die by the bat, I believe, by the end. Eventually, the reporter tricks the doctor into coming to care for Heath's daughter, Mary, so he can snoop around in the laboratory. And in the end, he splashes the doctor with the lotion, and the doctor is killed by his own bat. Very poetic. We can't talk about 1930s and 1940s horror films without talking about Bela Lugosi. He was an iconic classic film actor, most notably for his portrayal of Dracula. He played Dracula once on Broadway and then in two films. He plays vampires in a bunch of other films, though. Not always Dracula, but that's what he's most known for. He set up the image of Dracula with the trademark Hungarian accent, the widow's peak, the hair, the capes, you know, just images, mannerisms we associate with Dracula today. A large part of that came from Bela Lugosi. And often if you look at movie posters from the 1940s or 50s, Lugosi is credited as the real Dracula. Doing some research here, I was surprised to find he was six foot one, or at least IMDb claims so, because I've seen one of his suits on display and it looked really small. I don't know, maybe it shrunk in the wash. The Devil Bat features a few classic mad scientist tropes such as a secret laboratory hidden behind a moving staircase and elaborate electrical equipment for experiments. There's a style of shot I found clever which matched in two parts of the film. First, when Dr. Carruthers watches the bat get electrocuted through a window in the lab door, the light flashes on and off on his face. Later, when Leighton, the reporter, drives in a car, light plays on his face in a similar way. And during newspaper headline flashes, like the montages they do, lots of films do them, but here also, (laughs) there's shadows of bats flying around over them, which is a neat detail. Something surprising was when the doctor's thoughts were audible when he was thinking of his evil plan, which is pretty unusual for this period of time. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a film, I don't think, where you can hear the character's thoughts. 
And here they only do it once, but still. Of course, there's the classic off-the-case scene. It's found in many mysteries, and in this case, it's when the reporter and the photographer are fired. They get unfired, though, later. Also unusual is how dark the film is. There's a lot of nighttime scenes with minimal light compared to other horror films like Nosferatu, Phantom of the Opera, etc. I couldn't find a lot of trivia this being a not very well-known film, but Lon Chaney apparently was intended to play Dracula in the 1931 film, but he died, so Lugosi got the part instead. If you don't know, Chaney plays the Phantom of the Opera in the 1925 film, which we discussed on the last episode. Go have a listen. So Bela Lugosi does owe his success to Dracula and the iconic role, and it's interesting to know Lon Chaney was also up for it. The Devil Bat was one of the producers releasing Corporation's biggest hits, which was this failed production company. They had another name before that. And as it turns out, this film, they milked it. It has a bunch of sequels, including um, a Flying Serpent in 1946, Devil Bat's Daughter, of which only the name is similar, I think, in 1946, and then Revenge of the Devil Bat in 2020. That's very recent. <laughs> I ought to have a look. I wouldn't say the low ratings are justified. I think it has like 5.5 on IMDb or something low, but I found the film entertaining. It's only like 70 minutes, so that, that makes it even better. The bat noises are a riot. They sound like something between a seagull and a half-hearted human scream. And in fact, when the footage of the bat is a real animal, it's a flying fox, so it's not even a bat. I don't know, I find flying foxes adorable, so I couldn't take that seriously. And especially because the bat is so clearly fake when Carruthers carries it around hanging from a... He, he has it hanging on like a coat hanger or something, like a string or a chain, and he carries it around, hangs it up wherever. In fact, he has multiple bats, which is what confused me with the story and the title of the film. When he opens the window at night to release them, clearly more than one bat leaves the window, yet he's only shown preparing the one killer bat at a time, to the point where he has to make a new bat when the first one is killed. At one point, the reporter and the photographer get a taxidermized bat for fake pictures, and a fun moment is when another scientist discusses the bat on the radio, and he points out the bat in the news photo has a sticker reading made in Japan. And again, that's kind of a plot hole because I believe the photographer or the reporter, one of them, talks about knowing someone who can do them a taxidermy bat, and they're in the US. So, meh. So the comedy worked, but it's still a plot hole. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have for The Devil Bat. If you enjoyed this episode, take 30 seconds to subscribe. It's free, it helps the podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. You've been listening to Real Bites, the podcast where we discuss classic films in bite-sized episodes. This podcast is available on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, and more. Find all the links at realbites.card.co. It's spelled R-E-E-L-B-I-T-E-S dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Thank you for listening.